Right here, guys. We've got some big news. We've got a uh, our first sponsor come on board with us today. Uh, we'd like to thank the family-owned business in Shepparton, Yenkin and Gale Glass, for coming on board with us. Um, we really appreciate the the support. They're a family-owned business in Shepparton. Uh, if you need any glass or glazier needs around the Golden Valley, contact them. They're at 22 Callister Street in Shepparton, and their phone number is 58215211. So, yeah, we're really appreciative um, and look forward to the future with them. All righty, here we are, everybody. Episode 5, Sports Confidential. If you've stayed this long, thanks for staying. You've done well putting up with us for this long. Uh, we've got the boys here. We've got Bronson back from his COVID protocol. Good to have him back. Got Liam and the King Brofe sitting here looking at me, ready to go. So big show today, guys, isn't it? Um, what do we what do we get up to during the week? Ooh, not much. Uh, we watched we watched LeBron. We watched LeBron. So yeah, on the weekend, we yeah, had, we, we had watched, a few beers. Watch watch a bit of Bron, um, which was always good to watch. Um, bit of the few practice matches as well in the footy. So it was good to see um a few good games and a couple blowouts mainly through our pies but yeah um, we disappointing. can get past that it's only a practice match so yeah, we'll only, just move on it wasn't keen for it or anything how was your how was your covid protocols there mate honestly it's just been the most boring piece of shit of a week ever <laughs> if if i did not have nba in my life there there would have been some very dark times during that that week off i'm i'm just saying um at least before that, I had a week in, in Cairns, had a nice little tropical holiday. Um, can't complain about that, apart from catching COVID and then having to sit on a shitty $50 couch for the rest of the week. But, uh, you know, we move on. That's uh, good, mate. Yeah, as the boys said, came around to mine yesterday, watched LeBron drop 56 and uh, absolutely loved that. That was good. Same for me. Bit of a boring week, but a lot of sport. Practice matches, like you said, my bombers got done kicking nine goals, 17, which only a practice match, but... Um, and obviously the big, big sad news over the weekend of Rod Marsh and Shane Warne. Yeah, some uh, horrible news come out. Um, yeah, Rod Marsh and Shane Warne passing, both passing within about 24 hours of each other, um, two Australian icons of the game. Um, it's rocked Australia and, and the world for, for that fact. So very, very sad. Um, yeah, not good at all. Yeah, so... Two blokes who obviously their record speaks for themselves, you know, 30 years of test cricket between them, um, but also done a lot after they'd finished as well. You know, Rod Marsh stuck around as a selector, I want to say, and then I think he moved into a bit of a coaching role as well at yep. the end. Um, yep. And obviously Shane Warne, you know, all the media that he'd done for cricket, he, you know, really put um, – Australian cricket at the forefront again after yep. a successful period. And then Warney came along again and revived it. So yep. it's going to be sad to not see um, Warney's antics on all the cricket shows and the lunchtime shows and everything mm. like that. But, you know. It's pretty heavily criticised for most of it, but yeah, you need people like, like yeah, that well, in the that's media. Right. That's, what make, like, that's what brings all the attention to the media, isn't it? So, yeah. Personality. Um, yeah, he's going to be sorely missed. It was Cheers, kinda- Warney. Cheers to warning. Cheers to warning. Yes, it was. Um, it was pretty bizarre. I got woke up by Georgia at about ten thirty in the morning. I had a bit of a sleep in by accident. A few too many uh, sherbets the night before, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Georgia's went over me, my partner, and said, "Warning's died." I've got a, I've got a couple of mates named Warning. I'm thinking, "Fuck," I'm thinking, "Shit, me mate, one of my mates has died," and I said, "Who?" And she goes, "Warning." I'm like, 
who? Warnie who? And she said, Shane Warne. I'm like, oh, my God. It was like it, remi- it reminded me of the day that Kobe died because I had the same thing. Georgia woke me up said Kobe Bryant's died in a helicopter accident. I couldn't believe I didn't believe her at first. So, yeah, it was a pretty big shock. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a a huge funeral, isn't it? They, the, the Victorian government putting on a, what is it, a state funeral. So, um, yeah, well-deserved. And he's getting the SK Warne stand in uh, the end. Great Southern stand, yeah. yeah. Named after him. I think that's a fitting tribute to... Possibly the greatest spin bowler to ever do it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it is a really good fitting tribute. Um, it'd be good to go to the MCG and see SK Warren up on the sign there and we'll be looking forward to that come footy season, which is not too far away the corner. Um, we're going to touch on the top six teams and give a little bit of predictions for what's going to happen. So can't wait for that. So we'll be back after this. All right, boys, just to uh, get into it, to cover some AFL teams. I know while I've been gone, you've uh, you've all touched on a few. You've covered about 12 teams. So just to make my mark back, I'll, I'll get into it, kick off with Sydney. Uh, look, solid team. I'm a big fan of the Sydney Swans. Uh, they finished sixth last year, 60 points equal, you know, with the Doggies and Brizzy. Fantastic season, to be honest. Um I liked watching them all last year. I think it was good, their their progress. I think they're going to take that into, into this year. Um, you know, a few trades going going around. Jordan Dawson has gone to Adelaide. Um, breakout season from him last year. Um, you know, working out of the, the halfback and going into the wing. Uh, might be missed. You, you'd like to see that that, that hole gets filled. Uh, Peter Laddams coming from Port, uh, you know, mixing into that full forward ruck. Posse going to get them that height that, you know, might work for, a, you know, coming off the bench or just when they need that backup. Uh, you've got Paddy McCartan, former number one draft pick. Um, they've got him, you know, after a few injury scares and whatnot, playing VFL teams and, uh, you know, Sydney's backup. Uh, experimenting to put him in the back line. Uh, I think, you know, it might be good. He's got the skills, probably be a really, really good fit, you know, especially if uh, Jordan Dorsett is uh, – Heading off, so I think that could work pretty well. Uh, they've got exciting plays. You got Heaney, Papley up forward, and um, Buddy, the big man. And first round, they're looking, you know, SCG. Is he going to get the one thousand goal? Yeah, how awesome would that be to run the field? And he could be the last person ever to do it too. So yeah, we can't wait to see that from Buddy. But yeah, on their season last year. They started off red hot. I remember they beat Richmond. I don't know if it was the first, second, or third. It might have been the second round. And you're like, geez, this team looks so good. You had those young um, picks from the year before, like Warner and Goulden. Logan McDonald started the year off well. I know he fell out of the team towards the end. But, yeah, they look they looked really good. And John Linemeyer knows what he's doing there by staying around, I reckon. Yeah, I think they were one of the surprise teams last year. I think they uh, might have had a lean year in 2020. Um, but yeah, really bounced back last year, the surprise packet. So it was good to see him to get back to some good form and some good footy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, can't remember where I put him in the ladder. Um, Sydney, I think I put him slipping down a little bit. So I think last year for me was a bit of a overachieving year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him back it up again. But obviously I think Jordan Dawson is a huge loss. Um, Peter Adams, I actually really like Peter, Peter Adams as a player. Um, he's a, he's a, Hard, hard-nosed Ruckman. Um, loves getting in and under. 
and um, a good contested mark. Um, Paddy McCartan is an interesting one. If he can stay on the park, I think that's a massive tick for them, but that's a massive if, if he can stay on the park. Um, I don't mind that they're trying him down back, something different there. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to have to lean. They're still going to lean on Heaney and um, yeah, Buddy massively. You still got to the, the reason they're probably trying him down back. You, they've still got such big tools down there. You've got Sam Reed, you've got Buddy Franklin, and then you've obviously got Heaney, Papley, um, like you said, Laddams, Tom Hickey probably rest down there. I don't know. I don't watch too much of them, but you're pretty good in the tall stocks down there. I'd say so. It's probably not a bad move. I don't know whether or not he'll play round one. Obviously, he's played the community series, but. Yeah, looking forward to see Sydney play. I think they finish. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I think they fall off minorly, probably eighth or ninth for me around that area. But yeah, early season predictions—you never know. I think getting the taste for it last year, but I don't see them slipping. I I think that they've they've got the caliber. You take it in from last year. Um, might may have been an overachieving year, but I think they just were a good side. I think they were very well deserving. I see them finishing. I'm going to say fifth. I'm locking that in. Yeah, um, I probably agree with Bronson. I don't see him slipping. I could see between fourth and six. I think with uh, getting Laddams and McCartan in is good for the way that footy has been played in the last 18 months, sort of with the 6-6-6 rule coming in. You've got to have those tall guys who can actually stand up in the packs if the ball is a quick kick out. So um, I think they've got some classy ball users through the mid in Wagner and Gordon and still uh, Josh Kennedy, Heaney when he goes in there. So I, I don't see him falling out. Um, I don't think that they win the flag, but I still think that they have a good final series. I think I buggered up before. I said I, I for some reason thought I already put him on the ladder. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, I've already put a seventh and an eighth in, so um, – I don't know. I don't see them improving too much, but I don't see them slipping away too much. So I'll probably say they finished sixth, didn't they? Yeah, I'm probably going to say sixth still. You boys have just jumped on, sat right on the fence this whole time. I, I feel like your votes have been within two or three positions in every team. It's time for you to make a big call on a team. We could have already used one. Go through a team on the ladder, wherever they are, and tell me if no. they're going to drastically improve or dramatically drop off. Because Drastic. Dramastically. 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 We're also an educational show on here as well. No, so. Apparently. All right. If I, was had, if I had to choose between any And this any is one team. of the questions this week All on right. the podcast. I'm just going to bring it up now because it's off the fly. But All right. make a big call. All right. I'm going to make a big call. My big call of the year is Richmond in the top six again. That's my big call. Yeah, it's pretty big. Pretty big. But... I, you can't you can't knock off a champion team. No, it's true. Unless you're Mason Cox. Um, I think I probably touched on it when we spoke about them, but I didn't call it as my big call. But I would say West Coast bottom four this year. That's my big call. Yep, I'm happy with that. I'd be very happy to see that. <laughs> Fuck the West Coast Eagles. Just saying it right now. Um, all right, my big call. I don't know if it's the biggest call, but for me. I say Melbourne win it again, back to back. Yeah, that's not outrageous. I agree. That's it's your early prediction, but give us something that is like out of the blue. Give us something, whether it be, I don't know, uh, Bulldogs drop out of the top six. Give something. us like your $21 pick or something like that. Something that's yeah. probably not going to happen. Bit of value for our Patreon people out there. What's, you, what's up there? You ready? I'm ready. Collingwood top eight Oof, and win a final. 
Oh, now I've heard some ridiculous. I, I I think I agree with that. That's my second. Yeah, favorite. I tend to agree with that too. All right, Jack, do you agree? Moving no, on. who cares? Moving on, moving on to uh, some half realistic chances. I um I picked I picked Frio top four a couple of weeks ago, so I've made my big call. But I'm happy to double down. Where where in top four? Probably around fourth. Fourth, so it's, it's not. It's fair. Um, yeah, that is my big call, but I'll double down. Andrew Brayshaw to win the Brownlow at $81. It's not a bad call. Ollie Wines won it at 81 this year. Um, I still think Jack Steele will win it, but for $81 value, that's the go-to pick there. I'm giving that one away for free. So <laughs> all nine of you listeners, enjoy it out there and cash in now. So uh, we just touched on Sydney, Western Bulldogs time. I'll go now. Um, they finished fifth, which is funny, but obviously they obviously uh, – Lost the granny in the end. It was a big flogging, but mm. up to halfway through the third quarter, you go, this is going to be one of the greatest grand finals of all time. Um, I was like, pissed. I can't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> wonder if they go back to a Twilight grand final or what they'll do this year. I don't like it. No, nah, I'm not a fan of the Twilight grand final. I'm not a fan of it. You've got to have it during the day. Day drinking, grand final, jerseys on, barbecue going. What else could you want? But you started at two and it feels like the whole day is for the grand final, not waiting all day and then it finally comes on and by that point you've already put away a slab. And then you can, you can do whatever you want with the night. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with the night. Like You're not, you're not glued to the TV at freaking nine o'clock at night on a, yeah, a weekend. Like. Yeah, fair enough. Um, with the Bulldogs though, I, I can't see them dropping off with that midfield depth that they've got. Um, you got blokes like Bailey Smith who really turns on in the final series there and had that sort of role. He'll go up again this year. Uh, Aaron Norton, if he can kick straight this year, should be right up there in the Coleman, I think. Uh, Josh Dunkley, Adam Trelaw, best buddies. They've got their own podcast out there trying to rival us at the moment. But, yeah, uh, Western Bulldogs for me, I think they win it. So top two for me. But what do you boys think? They've got the best midfield in the league, in my opinion. Like, even like they're starting three, so you go. You got Bont, Libba, um, McRae, yeah. and then backing them up is Dunkley, Trelaw, Smith. Smith. Like that's a starting mid. That's a their second rotation mid is better than most starting mids. So that's huge. Um, Tim English, I think, needs to pull his finger out a little bit. He had a bit of a mm, bit of a lull at the second half of last year. I think he start. I'm pretty sure he started off quite well, but. Um, hopefully he can step it up because he's got some talent. You can see he's got some talent. He kicks a few goals every now and then. So, um, what are we saying? Where are we? Where do we think we? I think uh, I'm going to say second again. I think Melbourne's still going to win the flag, um, but I'll say second. Yeah, yeah. I think Western Bulldogs are a, you're a prime unit. I think it doesn't matter where they finish in the top eight; they'll be there like prelim final, grand final time. So, look, I'll probably say they would finish in the top three. Uh, maybe third or second, but again, they just need to get through there. And you know, they showed what they could do in in twenty sixteen. They, you know, they finished eighth, and I think that yeah, they could still win it. But I think also Melbourne are probably still the the alpha in the league. So, um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with you there on the second or third. I I can see them. They're definitely top four. I'm gonna say third. That's where I'm gonna lock them in. Definitely going to go into the finals and absolutely give it a rinse. Um, you know, you, you can't have a midfield like that. Even the rest of the team, they're fantastic. So I rate them highly. Um, obviously not, you know, 
the the best result in the grand final, but that's one game out of a you know pretty outstanding season they had last year. So I think they bring it back. Who would you rather, Brom? Marcus Bontempelli or Christian Petrarca? Scott Pendlebury. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm I'm actually I'm a big fan of Petrarca. Um, I locked him in to uh, you know to to take the medal home after the grand final last year, and he 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 won me a bit of money. But other than that, fantastic player. What more could you want? Yeah, I agree. Um, I do agree on it. I think they both have their own different sort of little features about themselves. Yeah, like I rate Bonds. Like, there's no, there's no doubt about that. He's a great of the game, but I feel like Petrarca just has a stronger presence. Um, his athleticism, I think, is just a bit more than Bonds. Uh, being clinical, maybe Bonds has his number, but Petrarca is still. An elite player, yeah, X Factor. He's he's pretty good looking, I'll give him that. So you're looking at him in the midfield. He's gonna snag a few goals for you as well. I think he may do that. Probably about the same as Bonds, to be honest. Bonds not a stranger to sneaking up forward and snagging a few. But I think Petrarca, once he started adding that into his game as well, really elevated him last year. I'm I'm full of big calls at the moment. I don't know what's going on tonight, but Yes, Marcus Bontepalli has a beautiful kick. He penetrates it and can kick it 60, 65 metres if he wanted to. And he has that kick every now and then that you go, oh, how good's the bond? But I feel like his kicking gets a little bit overappreciated. I've seen a lot of the time when he breaks out into the out of the midfield and he'll kick it over the forward's head. But as, as far as elite kicking goes, I feel like he's not in that top three or four. I think people like Daniel Rich and that are well over him and I feel like it gets emphasize a little bit too much in the commentary. So um, in terms of that, like blokes like Clayton Oliver, he was not that good of a kick of the footy. He's improved it. And, yeah, I just think the the loving of Bont's kick should be, yes, it can be good, don't get me wrong, but there has flaws to it as well. He's just damaging with the ball, isn't he? He's just That's why the media love him so much. He doesn't get he doesn't accumulate huge numbers of the footy like a Petrarca or a, an Oliver McRae. or a McRae. He's just so damaging when he does get it. I think you're right with something like he does miss quite – like not heaps, but he does miss targets. I mean, everyone missed targets, but he's just so damaging going forward with the ball. Um, and he doesn't need to have those big 35-plus disposal games to have a huge impact on a game. He kicks – Kicks one or two, has 25, and the, the disposals he's getting are just damaging. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll move along to Brisbane, the team that rounded out the top four last year. Um, had the highest percentage of any team last year, 133.3%. So there's definitely a few teams that got a, got a bit of a touch-up from the, from the Brisbane Lions last year. Um, again, another team that looks like they're in that window. Um can they win it all? I think that they probably can, but they need to be able to play well in Melbourne this year. I think. I think that's. I think we might be at the end of playing um, in different states for the grand final. I think it's going to be back at the the Holy Grail, the MCG. Thanks, Dan Andrews. So big shout out to Dan. Um, Our boy. But looking at Brisbane again, not much has changed from last year in terms of personnel. Um, you know, you've got Lockie Neal. Dane Zorko might have had a bit of an up and down last year. Um, Joey Danaher, who could possibly be one of the greatest forwards to ever leave Essendon. Uh, <laughs> um, smart move, by Very way. smart move. But I think, you know, the likes of Hugh McCluggage have really come into it. Um, Zach Bailey kicked that sealer against the Pies last year after the final. Uh, Lincoln McCarthy, 
Mm, hasn't he come on? Yeah, he's a. Uh, he, he got axed, didn't he? From did he get axed from Zola or uh, traded? I can't remember. Definitely, yeah. Don't... Nah, he had um, pretty bad hamstring injuries, I yeah, believe, I and he was he was on the fringe of it. And I don't know what they had big hopes for him, obviously, but they had a, such a gun side throughout mm. that time. He just looked for a better opportunity. I think they're probably kicking themselves now, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Oh, I mean, I'd rather him than Dalhouse. That's for well, sure. They brought in that Tyson Stengel from Adelaide, didn't they, Geelong? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're not on Geelong. Yeah, we're, we will be soon. We will be. Yeah, but I guess um, looking at Brisbane uh, in the Premiership ladder, I could probably see him making a prelim. Um, and then it really depends if Brisbane are going to rock up on the day again because we've seen him get close the last couple of years, doing a bit of a Geelong as well. You know, Geelong have had great success through the home and away and then they seem to bomb out in the prelim when they're when they're getting towards or you know what richmond put them away in that grand final pretty easily so be interesting to see i think brisbane probably stagnant at fourth yeah i'm gonna say third i'm gonna say third i don't think i've said third yet yeah i'll say third yep well i'm putting them out second um i like their football i like the way they play obviously do go missing sometimes in the big games but i think um I think they climbed the ladder this year and finished second. Seventh for me. Seventh for me. Not a fan of the Lions. I am a big fan of the Lions. I think that they will punish sides, but they'll lose games that they should win. Like you said, the Melbourne factor coming down and playing down here throughout the year as well. I think they struggle during the wet weather because they get a lot better weather than us. But uh, at the moment, though, not at the nah, moment. Nah, terrible weather at the moment. Nah, thoughts to everyone out there. There's a few listeners actually in Brisbane. So. Yeah, floods no good. Yeah. So my question to you is, who's their third midfielder after Neil and Lyons? Zorko. He plays on the wing. Zorko. Zorko. I'm baller. I'm going Zorko. Zorko plays up forward a lot more now. Mm, yeah, but... When he is in the in the midfield, he is a dominant player, and he does get those numbers. If Neil's if Neil's not up, usually Zorko is the one who's doing a fair bit of damage for the Lions. Who are you saying then? Well, that's what I'm asking. Like well, I'm asking I know that they've got, I've know they got like Rainer might play a bit there this year. No, you I'm, might have. I'm the, not big on him. The Berry brothers might go through there. I'm not big on Rainer. Yeah, well, he he had his yeah, neck, leg last year that he was out with. Yeah, but I'm not having a hit on the Lions at all last year. They were. They lost right at the death to Bulldogs, just was in yep. the semis. So good side, but sides do have to drop off as well. And it's just a prediction that I feel like they're just going to have that minor drop off next year. Um, next team, Geelong. Uh, That's yeah, the retirement village down there. Um, Bronson, do you see them continuing on with that final streak that they sort of have? I think it's going to be a bit tougher for them this year. They they do have a few more players, um, but I don't know. I've, I'm not a big fan of them. I've, I have seen the drop off over the last few years. I think they're I think they're gonna make the eight, but I wouldn't be surprised if they finish ninth. I still I still think they're banking the eight. I still I'm gonna say yeah for fifth. I still think they're in that window just. Um, it's just a jar. I mean, fifth is more than a jar, really. But I think they finished fifth, but I don't see them going any further than um, a um, prelim at all. Yeah, I could probably still see them finishing in the top four, um, maybe maybe fifth. Um, my question to you guys is, this is just a little bit off the cuff, and I've been feeling this for a couple of years now, actually. Chris Scott 
regarded as one of the very, very good coaches in the league. Pretty sure he has the highest winning percentage. One flag in 12 years with a team that's probably had more All-Australians than any other side in that 12 years. So what does that say? What is where You know what it says? Fraud. Fraud. I agree. Fraud. I, I, they might even make an appearance in the votes, but who knows? But oh, that's 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 my honest question to everyone. What do you think of how he is perceived without winning all those flags? That's a good question. Uh, it is a good question. I think it is very, very hard to win an AFL Grand Final. Yes, he won it in his first year after, and you could say, oh, he got gifted a, gifted a side, and he probably did, fair enough. But to stay up there for that long and be that competitive and not lose out on players and worry about the draft and bottom yourself out is a testament. But there is a point, there comes to a point where you've got to go, righto, we want to win flags now. And they're probably at that nearly, if it's not at the end of this year, it'll be next year where they have that drop-off stage. And that's where I think he'll move on. But you, with the list that we've got at the moment, you're not going to throw in a new coach after they've had Chris Scott for that long and they've been building around it. So for now, I don't think his job's on the line unless obviously they're out of the eight this year, then that might be a different story. I guess I'm not really saying that he's going to be out of the question coaching per se, but I do, yeah, the insight is obviously there. I just think that for a coach that's had the crop that he's had, I don't think Geelong, any of the seasons that he's been there, bar 2011, would say that they had an extremely successful year getting to a prelim or a semi or even making the grand final and losing. I think that they go away every year disappointed saying, you know, they've had Salwood for so long. They've had Dangerfield for a while now. They've had some, you know, Tom Hawkins for all that time. They've had some very good players. I just... I would be frustrated as a Geelong supporter. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a Geelong advocate at all, but just purely speaking from a perspective, I'd be so frustrated as a Geelong supporter. He has the highest winning percentage in the home and away, might be even all with finals. But I just think that there's not the silverware in the cabinet for him. I think I think last year for me would probably be the most disappointing season for Geelong. Like such a big thing and Jeremy Cameron over, you've got um, Gary Rowan up front. Uh, Captain Guthrie performing. That was a, like it's a solid squad. They should be doing better, and I think them losing as they did last year um, would be the most disappointing. Like I'm not a Geelong supporter, but you can feel that because that's a solid squad should have probably performed a lot better than they did. It's disappointing because it's like they're trying. They've been trying for the last like three or four years. They've been in that window. They'd like to hold on to. Oh, we're we're going to win a flag next year. We're going to win a flag. We're going to make. We're going to make finals. We're going to win a flag. And it just hasn't happened. It's just. It's. If I was a Geelong supporter, I would be upset. Yes, but I'm not. So I love it. But um, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, how you going? In saying that, as an Essendon supporter, I'd love to be where they've been for the last ten years, even without the success, to know that your team's in the hunt and. But there could be something with Stephen Wells leaving now after all the draft picks and that, that he's got he's got them. It could be the decline of them in the next couple of years. So jury's still out. We'll find out. Footy's only 10 days away, but very keen on that. Top two sides now. Well, top two from the home and away season, yes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Port were a bit fraudulent come the, come the finals, but... Um, Another good squad, the lowest percentage of the top six, actually, 126.3 last year. Um, obviously, they've got the Brownlow winner 
they've got a few weapons up forward and down back as well. With Alir Alir, he's definitely been a huge improvement to that side. He's a gun. He's very good. Even their young players. I know Dersmer and Butters and all that get all the, you know, they get talked about all the time. But the Kane, Kane Farrell. Um, Will Gordon, Drew, Inver Gordon boy, yeah. TC, Tommy Cleary. Yeah, Tommy Cleary. He likes you know, me he's, not, f- he's not really a young man anymore. But <laughs> he likes the posts on Facebook that I put up, so maybe he listens. He's a seasoned If you do, let me know. Tommy, that's for sure. We, um, love, to get him we love Tommy around here. But, love to um, get him on the pod. We'd have to. But um, again, Port, another one of those sides that have, you know, they've been uh, reasonably successful in the home and away season for the part, probably past uh, eight or nine years, I would think. Um, Again, another one of those teams that probably walks away a lot of years and just say what could have been. Um, definitely been up there the last few years, especially this year finishing second and not playing a grand final has got to hurt. Um, but I think Ken Hinckley does have them playing pretty good footy, so be interesting to see. I probably think that they finish third. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Personally, I'd like to see a bit more out of Dixon. Yeah, because I I feel like he's a bit fraudulent sometimes. Like he just goes missing. He has those. Talk about him like he's. A they man talk. Man. Oh, he's a man. Man, he's a like, scary man to look at. Man for any any time goal scorer all the, oh, time, all the time, and then he disappoints you so he's, often. He's just yeah. I'm. I don't know. I feel like he has to have a season where he kicks at least fifty goals. I don't know how many. Did he kick like forty last year? I'm not sure, but he um. I don't know. He needs to be that Tom Hawkins sort of player for me. Um, he's got young. Mitch Georgiades, our boy Mitch Georgiades, four goals. Um, Mitch Georgiades next to him, who's um, an exciting prospect, that's for sure. Um, so, I don't know. I'll see Port. Have I said third? I'm not sure. Um, I think they'll be top four. So, they won't be first or second. I think they'll be top four. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, incorrect. They will finish first and they will play Western Bulldogs in the grand final next year. Charlie Dixon kicked 48 goals last year. And, yes, he's not that good of a mark as what he's perceived to be, but he brings the ball to ground for your Rosies, your Motlops, everyone like that. So he he can be good in that aspect. They also bring in the champion data player. Oh, Finn Lason. Finn Lason. Finn Finn Do you reckon he slots straight in? Yeah, he does. He probably does, doesn't he? I think, I, I think for him to come, I think for him to come across, yeah. there would have been them saying, we're going to be playing you. Yeah. You play him off a forward flank or something like that. So for me, they finished top of the ladder and they have some huge wins for the year like they have last year and it's them and the Bulldogs in the grand final. I see them being awesome this year. That's a big call. So no Melbourne in the grand final this year? No, nah, no Melbourne. They'll finish top four. Um, I think that they get done in a prelim. Okay. Jeez. So it's predictions. Yep. It's, it's guessing it is what it is. Like we said last week, I think, I think any of that top four could – Knock off each other in like, like top six, any, top six. Oh, nearly. not so much the top six. Like Geelong and Sydney, I don't think they can make a final, like the grand final. Um, but I, I think anyone in that top four category could easily go on and win it. One bloke I'd love to see get more game time, and I know they love him over in Adelaide, is Sam Powell Pepper. Um, <laughs> I remember saying you to love ben, him, do you? I love. I remember saying to Ben Hicks, I love making me big calls. I said Sam Powell Pepper might be the next Dusty Martin. SPP. Uh, but uh, hopefully he uh, hopefully he has a good year because, yeah, they love him over there and I enjoy watching him play. So. He's usually good value for 15 plus. Carl Amon had a huge year Carl Amon year. is a gun. and He's a gun. Uh, Kane Corns got selected today to be on the All-Australian Committee and he said we're going to be picking players in positions. That is or, the best thing he's ever said. Well, he, he was an advocate for it. He won't get to make the final decision, but 
Carl Amon, if you're picking wing positions, he starts in the he's wing last year. Lock. Do you reckon he's better than him and him and McLuggage on the wings last year? Lock. Do you reckon uh, Dawson? Yeah, Dawson was in my half back last year. Amon or Burn Jones? Who are you taking? Amon. Amon twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So uh, time for numero uno now. Oh, yep, never mind. The Melbourne. Oh, Bronson. Sorry, I thought you still had COVID, mate. Uh, finish it off. Glad to be back. Um, <laughs> I see Port Adelaide finishing fourth, fifth, fifth at the least. Um, I just want to give one shout out to one player we didn't touch on. Um, if he stays away from injury, I really hope he does well because best decision he ever made was leaving Essendon. Oh, Razio Fantasia. Oh, <laughs> if he turns it on, I would love to see Port Adelaide tear through it. How would that make you feel? Oh, at the end of the day, you want to see the... Yeah, okay, we understand. You miss him. Just say it. No, they got Devin Smith. Who? Who? <laughs> Come on now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, can we talk about Essendon for a bit, the number one team? Oh, last year's number one team. Righto, Melbourne. Um, the reason I was trying to get the word out of you is for make a big call. Last year, Melbourne were 10th the year before, then they win the flag. There's always teams that are going to surprise you. AFL, you never know what you're going to get. Um I love watching them play last year. You even had your minor players that win you a premiership, like your James Jordan. Bailey Fritch stepped up straight all year. He's so good. He had a really good final series. Even yeah. blokes like your Neil Bullen and stuff like that, they play that role. They don't do anything yeah. extra, but they play their role. Yeah. Ben Brown come in, um, mm. hopefully, and he missed the first half of the year. Mm. Tom McDonald, uh, Sam Wiedemann couldn't get a game there last Ooh. year. So they're going to be right up there. Who would again. you say is Melbourne's best forward? Like, like coming from last year, who is their best forward? Fritch. So I had, I had a, I had a. Bronson very, said Tim Kale off screen. I, I can't remember before, so. <laughs> I had a. Uh, I was in Melbourne last year. When was it? It must have been after the grand final. I had a heated argument. I was pretty pissed with a mate's mate about who's the best forward, and she's she's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a 30, 30 year plus um, Melbourne supporter. I've been following since I was." So it's like little and oh yeah, righto. Who's their best forward? And she goes, Ben Brown. I said, Right. Well he's not. <laughs> you are wrong. How many how many goals he kicked? Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. He, he's he's still the best forward. I'm like, no, he's not. Bailey Fritch is clearly their best forward, kicks the most goals, has the most impact. Ben Brown couldn't even get a game in the first half of the season. Yeah. He did kick three in the granny. He did kick three in the granny. How many Bailey Fritch kicked the week before? Uh, kick, Fritz kicks six in the granny. I kick six, sorry, in the granny, yes. Yeah, so He's definitely their best forward. And I had a, it was about an hour long argument. It got very, very heated. If you wanted to get really down to the nitty gritty, if Petrarca played up forward all the time, he'd be their best forward. Mm, yeah. There again? That's a bit. Uh, oh, well, possibly. Players. Possibly. Diff- possibly. Different players. I think Petrarca, I don't know if Petrarca would. You probably play him one out, but different. If I see Bailey Fritch leads at the ball, what you actually want when you, you know, if someone gets a clear break out of the midfield, they want to see someone leading. They don't want to see someone pushing off in the square. Mm. I think, um, though, would Christian Petrarca would probably give you 50 plus goals. If I was to compare him with a forward now, I'd probably, like, if Christian Petrarca was to play forward for Melbourne, I'd compare him to, like, a Jamie Elliott style sort of player. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do one prediction this week, and we'll save the rest for next week before we go to a break. Coleman medal winner for the year. Oof. Corey started oh, off. Jeez, put me on the spot. Um, That's the whole point of a podcast. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to say in a comeback year, Jack Rewalt. 
Ooh, you did go big on Richmond. That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to go with your man, Charlie Dixon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mason Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Speedo, <laughs> yeah, no, he will. He'll win the leading goal kicking in the VFL. <laughs> Um, Colin Mellor, I was going to say Mason Cox has a bit of a ha-ha, would be fantastic to see. But um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Charlie Dixon. I think, uh, you know, if he performs, he's definitely got it in the bag. Um, proven goal kicker. I back him. I think if Carlton improve at all... Which they won't. Harry Mackay will have it in the bag by about round 10. Ooh. I think he... He actually is exactly what you want in a full forward. He takes big marks, crunches people at the front, kicks bags as well, doesn't settle for four or five. He wants seven or eight sort of thing. So I think Harry Mackay actually goes back to back. No, I really like that. That is a good call. Didn't even think about him. And like you said, if Carlton improve, um, I still think Dixon does. And Jeremy Jeremy Cameron will be right up there, I think, as well. And you can't rule out Tom Hawkins. So I've picked all of them. But uh, <laughs> no. Bailey Fritch could be up there again. Yeah, he could be up there. So uh, good work, boys. Uh, we'll touch on uh, sports around the world after this and then the MVP and the Fraud Awards. All right. This segment's banned in Russia, but Corker's Crackers back. Did you um, – have you heard about the corduroy pillow? No, I haven't. Oh, that's weird because it's making headlines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! No! Oh, sorry about that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Bron, you need to get some stuff off your chest, mate. Uh, the derby this morning, or the derby, depends on which side of the Nullarbor that you're on. Um, <laughs> Manchester is blue. Manchester is blue. Um, Has been for probably ten years, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, look, they, they've been dominating. Um, I think the last time I was probably happy with the Man City derby was watching Wayne Rooney absolutely out of this world put that overhead kick to seal it. Um, look, Man City take it out. They're a top-class team. You know, they're, they're world-class. There's a reason why they're up there. They have the players. Manchester United, we're sitting top five, good squad, just not getting the results that we would love to see as United supporters. So they went down 4-1 to a... Kevin De Bruyne double and a Riyad Mahrez double. Um, top class, top class players. So if they're going to do it, why not? Um, you know, Jaden Sancho put us to one all at, I don't know, the 22nd minute of the game. But after that, Man- Manchester United does what Manchester United does. Is De Bruyne the best midfielder in the world? I'm a big fan of Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, man. But, but Bruno Fernandes is a god. Yeah, right, and he was on the receiving end of the four-one this morning. But we did ten other players on the on the field, mate. Yeah, that's well, true. That's God, and he is leading my favourite stat: most chances created, and he's winning it easily to Bruno Fernandez. That is so. That's that is fair that they both ride up there. I still De Bruyne has got the CV. Yeah, he does. So. Look, it's look. People are probably going to lip me off if I'm saying that Bruno is better, but I'm biased. I love Bruno. I think what he does is fantastic for the squad. Um, pinnacle player for that team, and he has been for a few years. They're, they're six points clear now with uh, nine games to go for them, City, and uh, Liverpool's got 10 to go, I believe. I can't call it. I cannot call it because, look, me and City have what it takes to take it. I mean, yeah, six points clear. Obviously, Liverpool's got the game in hand, but I just – I'm not going to say that Man City has it in the bag because I can see them just – 
randomly dropping games, Pep Guardiola on the sidelines, screaming, pulling out whatever hair is left on his head. And losing to a Watford or something like that. Yeah, just something silly or a fucking Tottenham. You just did that just to make this Tyler race a bit more closer. Other than that, you're shit. Fuck you. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Um, Any other big games lately in the APL? Uh, Look, for this match day, a few good results. Uh, Villa 4-0 over Southampton. It's a mid-table game, but you like to see a squad that's got a new manager, a few new additions, whip out a result like that. You got Ollie Watkins, Douglas Louise, Coutinho, Danny Ings all putting one in the back of the net. It's good to see. I like Villa's style of play, and I think that they're going to keep getting better. Um, They now have a team that I see won't fall out of the Premier League for a few years if, you know, they just maintain it for, yeah, plenty of years to come. I don't see them dropping off. So they can only get better, in my opinion. Uh, Hopefully Gerard has the answers to you know, get them further up the ladder. Um, off that, Liverpool 1-0 over West Ham. It's a, you know, battle of the, you know, teams in the top five. If Liverpool are still getting the results over West Ham, um, shows what Liverpool's doing, brings them close to the Man City. Winning games like that is what's going to win you the title. So keep an eye on them. I don't see them falling off. It's going to be neck and neck. Hopefully it comes down to the final day and we're watching absolutely something special when it comes to that. They play each other uh, early April, Liverpool Man City, so that's a must watch. We'll be watching that for sure. Uh, Another team, you just touched on Aston Villa winning 4-0. They played Southampton. Southampton, uh, the plays that they've sold over the years, if they keep them in there, they'd be a top four side. So you got... The honourable names, you got Van Dyke. Nathaniel Klein was a good player uh, for Liverpool for a couple of years, went across to Bournemouth. Uh, he dropped off. Then you got uh, Toby, uh, Toby, I can't pronounce his last name properly, Adeveld, I believe it is. He's at Spurs, or was at Spurs. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, Luke Shaw, who's now at United. I love watching him. Sh- Carlos. Yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> Wayne Yama, he was awesome, good player. Oxlade-Chamberlain, best player in the world. Uh, Adam Lallana, he's obviously... Sounds like Liverpool has just absolutely had a few little nom-nom-nom from Southampton to, to boost their squad. Yeah. Well, then you got Mane as well. Um, Theo Walcott was there. Then you got the Gulf, Wales, then Madrid, Gareth Bale, who was there as well before he was at Tottenham as well. So, so yeah, it's a lot of names, obviously, earlier in their career. But to be fair, those... Those trades sort of help a club in terms of getting funds and whatnot. Obviously, Southampton, a bit of back and forth between the top flight and the second, but they're, um, you know, they're, they're in the top flight now. They're sitting mid-table. It just depends. If they can maintain top flight, I think we'll be happy to see them get better. But if you keep dropping in and out, players don't stay. You're not going to get the squad that you exactly want. So... Yeah, right. So we'll touch on a bit of cricket now, which there's a little bit going on in the world. Top-ranked world test side was in the championship was Sri Lanka before this series, and they're playing. They've just played India, and the game finished within four days. India eight for five hundred and seventy-four <laughs> declared. Uh, Sri Lanka one hundred and seventy-four in their first dig and one hundred and seventy-eight in their second dig. So didn't even come close. Wow. Um, one massive mention out of that game is Ravi Jadeja. 
What did he do? In the first innings, he made 175 not out, batting at, batting at eight. Yeah, he's off 228 he's nuts. And then to follow that up, he got five wickets in the first innings. Goat. And in the second innings, he got four far. So Jeez. nine wickets for the test and 175 not out. That's more so. than I usually get in a year playing, <laughs> playing in Shep. So there's some, there's some pretty good stats. And another little one I just want to mention real quickly is King Coley. Now, King Coley's had a very, very good cricket career. That goes without saying. But yeah. he has almost dropped under the 50 average with the bat in mm. test cricket. He hasn't made a hundred and ages, a long time. ages. He's made forty five against Sri Lanka, just just gone, oh, yeah. and has not really seen the milestones lately. So, was probably the up- best cricketer. It probably still is the best all round format. Like averages fifty in T twenties and fifty in ODIs. Mm. So, he's going pretty well. But are we seeing the drop off of some of the elites from you know three or four years ago? Steve Smith probably hasn't been at that yeah. that level that he was. So. The new the new age players are coming through, but mm-hmm. the big game that we've got going on at the moment, and I think it's just resumed, uh, is the Australia versus Pakistan. Australia's first tour of Pakistan in twenty four years. We were a bit um a bit shocked after the first two days. Mm. Pakistan four for four hundred and seventy declared, but Aussies right now we're looking at two for. 300. So they've gone and pulled up a bit of the tarmac from the Pakistan airport, dumped it in the middle of the oval and said, have at it, boys. Bowl your hardest. So mm. six for 770 runs in that game so far. Yeah. So I think the curator might be having a word too after the game. You reckon Pakistan was up and about? I was like, oh, shit, we've just made over 400 well, against Australia. Yeah. They would have been like, oh, shit, we're yeah, we've, we've got We've got their mark in Pakistan. Uh-huh. We know how to play the conditions. But then, you know, Uzi come out and swept the ball really well. Dave Warner chipped in mm. again. And now Smithy and Labashain are putting on a big stand. So. Yeah. I hope Smith gets 100. He needs 100. He needs 100. He needs 100. He hasn't Marnus, made one in a while. Yes, that's right. So I think Marnus is about almost 80-odd at the moment. Yep. So they're going pretty well. The first session was rained out. So they were predicting a bit of rain. But that, you know, the draw is looking very, very likely as we haven't even yeah. seen the end of the first Sports inning. bets. Sports bets paying about a dollar and three. <laughs> yeah, there's not <laughs> so, much value there. Yeah. But um, um, coming up, it'll be it'll be a really good series against Pakistan. Um, it'd be good to change the venue up and see what other decks they have on offer. But um, hopefully, there's something on offer for the bowlers for once. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, enough of the cricket. We'll have to get into our into our NBA. So we'll move right along here. Yep, NBA time. Uh, we started this segment last week of our starting five team. So we'll go around the group. Uh, we just discussed it beforehand. Uh, first player in is Nikola Jokic. Huge today. Had a 45-point triple-double. 46. 46. 46. 46, 12, and 11. Only the second player ever to do that with over 70% shooting as well. And he had three steals and four blocks, I think, as well. Oh, so Huge just, game. So he's just had a nibble on the stat sheet and just gone, thank you very much. Oh, I think in the fantasy, he clicked over the, the ton in the Yahoo Fantasy League. Um, whoever's got him, well done. Um, huge game. OT, they were down. I think they were down by about... Six or seven with not long to go, and I, did Jokic hit the like the tie to go into OT? I think he did. I was pretty sure he did. I didn't see that. I only watched a little snippet of it because I had no reception where I was. Um, but yeah, huge game. Is he the MVP? No, nah, 
<laughs> yes, he is for me. Yes. He's the best. He's the best player in the league and has been in the last two years. Fact. He's got better. He's got better stats than his MVP year last year. So he is for me. Um, another player, Liam. Yeah. So I've gone with um, actually a bloke who I'm not too fond of, but deserves props for the week that he's had. Um, Jason Tatum at two guard. <laughs> Uh, had the 54 today, over 50% shooting, 37 the other day against Memphis and 33 against Atlanta before that. So he's had a very, very strong week. Um, definitely deserves that two-guard spot. So I'm a big fan of Tatum, so I appreciate him being in. Um, I'm going to go... You voted in this room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't Tatum care. Haters if, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't care. I'll, I'll die on this hill. Uh, moving on, point guard for me. Big fan of this guy, SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander. Wait, you you voted for him? Oh no, that was Liam. Yeah, Liam yeah. Apparently, apparently Liam was all about him last week. Couldn't see that coming out of uh, coming out of the blue. Um, for me, SGA. Let's go. I, like against the Jazz, thirty three points. Against the Wolves, thirty three. Against Denver, twenty nine. Against the Kings, thirty seven. Against the Pacers, thirty six. He's performing. He's come back from injury. And he's killing it. I don't care if OKC isn't getting the wins. He makes it into the team because he's a standout player. Love it. Uh, another bloke who has helped their team improve dramatically, Brandon Ingram. Um, I'm pretty sure he had in the 30s today. He would have had 35, I believe. 38. 38. So 38, five rebounds, nine assists. His assist numbers have improved recently. Like he's had nine, six, six, and eight along with he had a, a 29-point and a 33-point game as well. So, well done to you, B.I., mate. Um, hasn't checked me DMs, but I love it. And, of course, the, is it the last one? Yeah. Is it the last one? Yep. Power forward, the king, the the goat, apparent goat, <laughs> debatable, <laughs> debatable in this room. Maybe I might be up against three. Um, but, yeah, LeBron slips in there quite easily. We watched, uh, myself, Liam, and both watched this game, or most of the, no, we watched it all. Yeah, yeah. we watched it all. Um, yeah, he just took over in the last half, just went bananas. Uh, ended up with 56 nuggets. What do you know? 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds. Six three-pointers made and three assists as well. Yeah. Not that I can remember, but uh, <laughs> I just remember he was on 40 points. It was about nine minutes to go maybe in the last, and I said to Liam, Geez, imagine if he got 50. That would be unreal. And then imagine if the Lakers won this. And he just went yoink, 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 hit these massive threes and uh, got the chockies home for him, which was mm-hmm. a massive. So could that be the turning point for the Lakers? We, we can't keep saying this. We can't. I'm sorry. I'm sick of being disappointed and my heart being broken just for them to win a game like this. And we say, is this the turning point? No, let's not do that. Let's not get my hopes up. Let's just let the Lakers do their thing, even though they're going to be on ESPN every single game they play. Let's just let them go. Let's not get my hopes up. Move on. Righto. We're close enough now. Who wins it? Who takes it, Who takes it all? LA Lakers. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'd like to say I'm going to have to back the Suns. If when CP3 is back, I don't see too many teams – being able to beat them in a seven-game series. So I'm, I'm sticking with the Suns. Yep. I like the jersey hanging behind you, mate. Phoenix Suns for me as well. Um, 
like you said, Chris Ball coming back is massive. Devin Booker as well, who's been out as well. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, if he cannot be that fraud that I've seen from him recently on the Patreon, gee whiz. Had a big game the other day. Today, 20, he had a big game. Yeah, 27, I think 20, he had. Oh. 27 and whatever else he had, whatever the loose bus change was around that. But um, <laughs> he's just lazy for me. For a guy that wants a max contract and a really, really good team, he doesn't have that sort of dominance that your Embiid, Giannis and that have. Yes, I know he's a lot younger and he's not of that calibre, but if he, just, if he just looked like he wanted it that little bit more, mm. like McGee's a great backup as well, so they're not in yeah. that much trouble, but... He needs to have those games more frequently, I think. Firstly, I think I think the Bucks win it. To be honest, I think the Bucks win it. They've got obviously they've got Giannis, Middleton, um, Holiday, Portis. Yeah, Bobby Portis is um, big bad Bobby. He's he's been playing extremely well for them. Um, I think they're a well-rounded team. It's going to be hard. It's hard to choose between them, the Suns, and possibly um, Philly. I think um, now with James Harden gone there, but I think Giannis just no one can stop him. I think you can you can sort of slow down the Suns players to a certain degree. I don't think anyone can really slow down Giannis. Um, he can just go and get thirty and twelve and five assists any any night. So that's uh, that's who I think is going to win it. With the with the Bucks as well, back you know mid season they it was struggling because you would only see maybe three of their players from the entire squad putting up double figures, and you could tell that's where they were struggling a lot. But now you're usually watching them, and they're five starters, and they're always putting up double figures, score, scoring points. Yeah, it is well rounded team. Drew Holiday, even Bobby Portis Jr. has been stepping up. Like um, <clears throat> he's shooting unreal. Had had a few games where he's just sinking threes and you just never know who is going to be the the standout player at the Bucks because Giannis is always going to be dominant. But when he drops off, then you've got, you know, Chris Middleton against the Suns today, 44, 8 and 5. So they have yeah. they have the people that if Giannis isn't performing, they have the backup and they're gonna they're gonna dominate. Yeah, I'm gonna go the Sixers. I think Philly Philly win it. Um They've been close a couple of times, uh, but I think with James Harden and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris where he needs to be at the three. Maxi, Maxi, Maxi as well. Yeah, I um, do rate Maxi quite highly. So he's been really good for that point guard position that's um, that's been voided. But, yep, sixes in six. Any smokies for yous that can come out of the clouds in terms of NBA? Because it's a game of seven. I mean, come out of the clouds as in they can still win it in their like, fifth or sixth seed potentially. Uh, if I was to have a stab in the dark, like Memphis is probably the one that stands out to me, but I don't think that's a smoke. I think they're actually a genuine chance. Yeah, I mean, they lost to my Rockets <laughs> yeah, today. I, to I almost forgot to bring that up. <laughs> the Kets got up in a big game against the Memphis Grizzlies. What a win. Kevin Porter Jr. took the piss 19 in, a, 19 in the third quarter, I believe. Anyway, <laughs> go the Rockets. Um, if I was to choose, I would probably say Denver. Now, obviously, they've got Joker. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is on his way back. He's going through the G League at the moment. Jamal Murray possibly back soonish towards the back end of the season. Um, I think if you, get, if you get those two back with Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, I'm not a huge fan of Will Barton. He's a fraud for me. But um, <laughs> I think they're a, yeah, a massive chance of sneaking into the um, the playoffs of like the um, – Championship, if they get their team back. 
Yeah, I am going to go for a team that I actually despise, and I'm going to say the Celtics are a chance. They have been close for a few years. Um, you know, if Tatum and Brown can really string it together, I don't like Marcus Smart, but he always seems to play pretty well in the playoffs. Um, plays, you know, really clamps down like that, you know, uh, a Drew Holiday, but not quite that level, but really locks down your, your good guards. So I could see Celtics making a move. I'm going to agree with you. I, From a Lakers fan, it sounds weird that I'm actually a little bit of a fan of the Celtics team. They, I know that they've been fraudulent, but not recently. And Tatum's performing, Brown, Smart. I think I think I can back you can back them in going into playoffs. The only one I want to say the one team I don't see it happening because they are just playing garbage garbage basketball. But I would love to see the Nets. And I would love to see the Nets play the Sixers. If Ben Simmons is playing, that would be fairy tale stuff. I know that it's probably going to be Sixers in five, but who would not love to see that matchup, especially if the Nets can pull it together and actually get their team kicking? Yeah, that's hilarious, boys. Celtics are not going to win it. Robert Williams, the third, will get eaten for breakfast by Giannis. Uh, Bucks in four. Moving on from that, uh, my roughy, because I actually do it properly, is the Pelicans. If they can string it together, they've actually got a bit of depth around them. They do. You got Ingram, Valanciunas, uh, who else you got? McCollum. McCollum's there now, and he's That's putting up big, big digits. That, Huge like, pickup. I didn't think he was going to perform that Maybe well. Yeah, well. but yeah. he has gone into that Pelican squad and just gone fucking bang. Even Jackson Hayes has taken that next step, and he's starting to improve as well. So for me, I don't think they'll win it, but they might be that team like Atlanta Hawks last year where they get a good run. None of us said Miami Heat. No, nah, but they're contenders. Yeah, they are. But nothing, I wouldn't yeah, say they're they're like for me. Out for me, they should make a conference final. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, all right, that's enough of the sports chitter chatter. It's time to get down to the nitty gritty, boys. MVP and Ford Award next. Let's go. All right, everyone's second favorite segment on this show, the MVP Awards. So I'll kick it off. Got another shout-out to Cody Vince. MVP votes finally for the Knicks. They break their losing streak. Um, you know, pretty distraught about it, actually, but good on them for getting a W. I think it was six or seven losses in a row, so good on you for getting off the fraud the fraud awards. Uh, MVP, two votes. LeBron James, the king, he deserves all the votes that he gets, so... Uh, and my third MVP goes to Ravi Jadeja. Uh, colossal all-rounders game in the test match just played against Sri Lanka. So good on you, Ravi. Good to get you on the leaderboard, mate. All right. Um, my MVP votes. Going to start off. Already touched on him. I'm a big fan. SGA. Putting up the stats. He's come back from injury. I'm all about him. So. You copying my votes from last week, oh, mate? Oh, mate. You, I'm going to give you some words. Don't you worry. Um, all right. Two votes after SGA. So... Another one that you guys might hate, Jason Tatum. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan. I like what he's doing. He's putting up numbers. For me, he's always – I know he goes missing here and there, but lately he's performing. So two votes, Jason Tatum. Uh, three votes. Look, got to say it for him, reflection of his memory, shame one. Everything he's done for Australia, Australian sport, um, truly going to be missed icon of not just the game of cricket but of Australian culture so three votes shame one one vote for me this week goes to Scotty McLaughlin actually the former supercar driver 
Yeah, won his first IndyCar race there last weekend, I believe it was. I watched it during the week and uh, all the commentators have gone, and who is this Scott McLaughlin about to get in front of Jimmy Johnson here around the corner? And, uh, yeah, he was awesome. He, he only just won by half a car length come crossing the line. So well done to you, Scotty. Uh, two votes to the GOAT. It's LeBron. Move on. Straight on to number three. Same thing, Bronny. Shane Warne. Um, Every one of our childhoods were obviously a lot, uh, young when he was playing, but yeah, great memories for everyone. I think it's been a good couple of days of reflection, uh, thinking about it. So, thanks for the memories, Warney. Very good. Um, so, my one vote goes to Nick Dacos, actually. So, in the pracky match, yet- oh, that is biased. It's a pracky match. That's the right. All hey, out, hey. All Best out. on ground, thirty-one touches. Uh, I think he went at over seventy percent efficiency. So that's a pretty good start. Um, yeah, it's good to see. Finally seeing him come on the park after all these years, hearing about the name. Um, so, yep. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Just joking. So two votes, LeBron. Yep. Three votes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've given two to LeBron as well for his performance the other day. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Um, and I've given three votes to Nikola Jokic for his performance today. 46-point triple-double in OT versus the Pelicans. Got the W. And if I could give four votes, I'd give it to Shane Warne as well. I'll allow it, actually. I'll allow allow that. I'll I'll allow the four this week. I'll give four to Shane Warne. Well done. Uno masi papi poloco. It's Corker's Cracker. Everybody's favourite time. (laughs) All right, all right. Settle down. All right. What do vegans wear to the beach? No idea. Zucchinis. (laughs) he's getting worse he's getting worse by MI robot what do you have for fraud award me brophy what do you like to fraud and I'm going to keep that in this week thanks (laughs) yes we're back on yes you're right thank you very much uh, Bender from Futurama I took about 30 seconds to come up with mine Uh, Corey took about three hours he told me he studied for it but one vote to the Warriors this week uh, they've been pretty fucking terrible to, of late, and they just need a lift for me. Uh, yeah, so one vote for you. Two votes, Man United. It's not good enough. If you're a top four side, you shouldn't be dishing that. Don't look at me like that, Bronson. Uh, it's just... If you're a top four side, you shouldn't be fifth, should you? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> they claim that they're, oh, we should be winning trophies every year. No, that's past it. Move on. Don't look at me like that again, Bronson. And three to the Pakistan curator and team. Uh, <laughs> oh, like Liam Seven, he used my joke before, the tarmac's out there. So uh, lift your game and hopefully it's better the next test. Yep, so I've gone uh, close to my heart for my first first vote, the Raptors. Uh, they have stunk it up since the All-Star game. I'm sick of it. Um, frauds, you know, no Fred Van Vliet or OG Ananobi. They think that they've got the depth there, but you take those two players out and we crumble. So, frauds. Fraud two, Sri Lanka cricket team were leading the World Test Championship before they played India and then just got absolutely belted off the park in the first test. So, welcome back to a bit of reality there, Sri Lanka. And fraud three, the Pakistan curator. So there we go. Six votes already. He's just, you know, just come into it. 24 years he's had preparation for this test and he's delivered up the tarmac. So what are we looking at? Six for 700, almost 800 runs. Uh, you can do better than that, I think. 
Um, I'm going to kick in. My my first vote goes to someone who made their debut in the Fraud Awards uh, last week, Liam Thorne. I need to have some words with you for stealing my votes. That's I was listening to it while I'm sitting at home in COVID, and I just think that's porridge from you, mate. Let's be fair. I did deliver it heaps better. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) We'll be having words. All right, two votes. Uh, Leeds United. They have been producing some porridge results lately, conceding 15 goals in their last four games. Before this fourth game, it was uh, 14 goals in three games. Porridge, lift your game, your top flight, do better, or fuck off back to the championship. (laughs) Three votes, Russell Westbrook. He he hasn't featured for a while, and I'm glad he has. He'll be happy to be back because him just, I don't know, you see the stories, he's showing defiance about, you know, like how the, the team wants him to play, what position, and he's just, it just does not seem like he's helping his case whatsoever. Sure, you have a win against the Warriors, but Russ, there's a reason why everyone's talking about you, mate. I know you you probably, you're acting on it, but you're a fraud. Got to come off the bench. Oh, His decision mate, making just, just do better. Terrible. Just he hurts that side so much. Oh down man, the court. it's it's harmful to watch. It is just some barnyard basketball sometimes when he's on the court. Take some shit shots. Oh mate, every shot he takes seems like a shit shot. I don't remember watching like him hitting an open layup, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Westbrook's finally back. <laughs> like that's how bad he's gotten. Anyway, moving on. I've, I could I could go on. All right, good bake, good bake. All right, my one vote goes to the Mexican Football League. <laughs> yes, yes. This is very left field. Aye, aye, aye. He's literally come up with this in the last three minutes. So. Uh, how good's Google, eh, <laughs> Mexican Football League. So apparently there was this ha- a huge crowd brawl and the league has suspended all matches for the Sunday and 14 people got hospitalized. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is a bit how you going. Um, <laughs> it's a bit, I don't follow uh, soccer, so no, it's a bit, a bit left field well, for we, me. We appreciate it. A bit left field for nice. me. I've actually my two votes has gone to Sunil Gavaskar oh, yeah. for his two, uh, for his comments on. It wasn't bad, but it's just poor timing. So he commented on Shane Warne possibly not being. Oh, he sort of um, shied away from answering whether he's the goat, like spinner or something like that, and. It was, yeah. Not well. I, he, just, he basically just said he, he wasn't the best bumper. Yeah, and it's just like he's passed away two days ago, Sonny. Like, just let the man and his family rest yeah. in peace. Like, let him go and let him let just let him have his time. Um, yeah, it was a bit early for me. I'm not sure about it. So he's got the two votes, Sonny. And three votes. No, it does not go to Russia, but it goes to a Russian athlete, Ivan Kulake. Displayed a symbol of support, the Z, on the front of the um, his shirt at the Olympics. I think it was at the Olympics. Um, standing next to a Ukrainian athlete who won gold. Ooh. Yeah. So he, I'm, I think he won silver, this Russian bloke. And he's gone, nah, I'm showing support for the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, stuff, yeah. So <laughs> that is... No oh, politics at Jesus all. <laughs> no politics there. Jesus, like, come on. Like, there's enough going on. Why bring it into, I don't know. All right, it's time to get into the quiz so Corey can get home and watch ABC 24 News because he <laughs> loves his politics. For next week, so all right. Cool. I've got to get home and watch Joe Biden and we'll be back after this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here we go, the quiz for the week. Uh, after the first episode, I put on a pretty terrible performance, so make my way back into the potty. I've been given the, the chance to host just to work my way back in, so let's kick off. All right, boys, question one. What's the national sport of Canada? Jack. I'm going to have to go Jack. Ice hockey. Mm, incorrect. Is this, That's exactly what I was going to say. Is this factual, or are you just going off the cuff? There was Googling involved in this answer. So. Oh, Wikipedia has never failed me. <laughs> Corey. Corey. I'm going to say something left field. I'm going to say curling. Bum, bum. Uh, I'm just going to have a random stab as well. Tennis. Bum, bum. <clears throat> Lacrosse. Oh, uh, I thought that was American. Fair enough. Lacrosse. It's French, actually. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. <laughs> just showing my culture. <laughs> <laughs> experience. Question two. How old was Tiger Woods when he Jack. won the mask? Jack. I'm going to go with 19. Bum, bum. Can we hear the question, please? No. Uh, yes. yes. How, oh, how old was Tiger Woods when he won the Masters? His first Masters? Oh, don't answer that. Just yeah. Corey. 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 Masters, I'll say 21. Correct. Oh, oh. <laughs> first mask. No substance to the question. Well, why? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say the latest. That was the yeah. last one you won. That's mm. what I thought I stuffed up. Hey, look, this is what the no, quiz from Google it. gave me. All right, question number three. Who was the 2000 NBA Finals MVP? Jack. Jack. Kobe Bryant. Bum, bum. Oh, that's Liam. Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Bro, you are going terribly. I thought Shaq. What's the score? Yeah, but you didn't say Shaq, so one, sit down. One, one, zero. All right. Zero. Yeah, oh, well. who is keeping score? Because I am not. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Question number four. What year did Cristiano Ronaldo sign to Real Madrid? Jack. Ooh, I'm actually going to go Corey. 2013. Bum, bum. 2009. Correct. Yes. Jack, getting back in there. About time. Host the, host the show. Talks all the game. Question number five. What two players won the Norm Smith medal in 2010? Liam. Lenny Hayes and Scott Embleberry. <laughs> 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 yes. Correcto Mundo. Uh, <laughs> Super rough. Liam, getting it done. Question number six. What type of tennis court are Jack. matches? Clay. Bum, bum. Liam. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. What was the question? The question was, what type of tennis court are matches played on in the Australian Open and the US Open? Question number seven. Three, one, one. Yeah. Good stats there. No pause. Couple. All right, question seven. Where was the 2010 FIFA World Cup hosted? Corey. Corey. Africa. I'm going to need a country. South Africa. Correct. Oh, no. <laughs> was it, really? it actually was the year. Is that the one that Shakira performed in? Yes. That's what the only the waka waka eh, eh. The hipster line. That's the only right reason I know. I don't know if you guys saw that. Back in that, that World Cup, the chick in the, I think it was the leopard print dress, she was everywhere. I reckon we saw appearances from her just in the crowd. Those FIFA, like uh, the, the cameraman, 
they love a set of tartars. I'm just going to say. <laughs> it, there is just, there's no beating around the bush there. They love to get that stuff up on it. There was a World Cup on there as well, so fair enough. Boy, didn't watch a second. <laughs> All right, moving on. Question eight. Hang on, it's three, two, one yep. with two to go. Or yeah. three to go. All right. Three to go. Let's yeah. get into it. Question number eight. What is Usman Kawaja's highest test score? Oh. Jack. Jack. 221. Closest to the pin? Closest to the pin. Let's do it. Corey. I'm going to say 197. Uh, I'm going to say 176. Liam, two off. 174. Points go to Liam. 421. <laughs> as long as I don't come last, I'll be happy. <laughs> Question nine. What city were the NFL team the Rams from? Liam. Jack. Liam. Um, oh, the Rams. Um, no idea. Uh, Louisiana. Bum, bum, that's a state. <laughs> New Orleans, is that? That's the city, yeah, but, but still, still, still bow Take New Orleans, though. St. <laughs> Louis. Correct. Yes, that's 4-2. Two. Three-point question to finish. You oh, could get nabbed here with anyone's game. Anyone's game. Which team won the 1897 VFL Premiership? Corey. Corey. Melbourne. Bow, bow. Corker out of the race. Jack. Unless I get it right, I'll, I'll go. Jack. I'm For go- the win. I know, I know who it is. For the win. win. I'm going to go with Collingwood. Bow, bow. Oh, no. Love a win by default. But I will go... Um... Can we just go to a guess it? No. Nah. No, nah, because, <laughs> like, because I want to see some smirks on the faces when I bring this oh, up. Is it um, – oh, it'll be someone stupid like – I know who it is, I think. I think. Uh, is, it like, is it like Melbourne Uni or something like that, Melbourne University? Bow, bow. Right. Wait, give is me it, a guess. No, guess. no, no. I need to say this. Yeah, I know who I it like is. It. Essendon Football oh, Club. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> Their last flag. <laughs> Quiz is cancelled. Pod- <laughs> podcast is cancelled. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the five and only five episodes. We'll be back next week. Three-time <laughs> champion. Oh. Back. I'm back. Thank you. See you next week. Yes. <laughs>